Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Calmel, a young would-be rock and roll star who instead finds himself in a Marine Corps recon platoon about to invade Grenada in 1983. Fortunately, leading me into this fray is a grizzled combat veteran, a true stalwart Marine, the founder of Vanguard Tactics, and my good friend. He's the gunnery sergeant highway to my Stitch Jones, Mr. Steven Box. Steve, how's it going? Still no clue, Dave, mate. I mean, what, <laughs> where's that one from? Uh, it's from uh, uh, Heartbreak Ridge. It's an old Clint Eastwood movie. I figured he's, they're, they're Marines, so I figured it was, uh, it was apropos. Okay. Oh, yeah. is that because we're talking about Space Marines today? I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, Space Marine Codex review. So a massive thank you to Games Workshop for sending us this preview copy, by the way. That's uh, you know, pretty decent of them to show us and give us this, which is awesome. We've got loads yep. to talk about today, Dave, haven't we? We do have a lot to talk about. And if you don't get quite enough content uh, listening to all of this today, I do believe uh, Aaron has already uploaded the uh, blog articles to the website um, that Jake and I and a couple of the other coaches have written to summarize and give our, our deeper thoughts on each of the six detachments in the book. So uh, you should also definitely go over to vanguardtactics.com and check out uh, the blog there. Yeah, we're going to be doing loads of stuff with Space Marines. Myself and Michael have done a Codex review. That video will be up on YouTube. We're also going to be releasing the Codex Masterclass series. And the Masterclass series is a course that you can take to help you identify the best detachment or detachments to run your favorite chapter based on you know the model collection that you have the army rules that you might have access to because of special characters that you like um, and also um, a, a play style that you're probably going to enjoy if you're familiar with some of the chapters such as you know the classics like we know of the imperial fists the raven guard white scars because it's not obvious to necessarily think just because some of these that we're going to cover, yes, they lend themselves in a particular way, but they're not the best ones in a lot of cases. There's often others which are much better. And we, me and Michael dive into that, into the mask class series. Yeah. And finding what, um, not just what detachment suits your play style, but also figuring out what units suit certain detachments, which may not always be what you expect it to be. So, yeah. Um, and speaking of which, I was actually going to ask you, uh, I, I had a thought when I was looking over the Tyranny Codex um, this week, and then also going back and looking over the the codec, the uh, Space Marine Codex to prepare for today. It seems to me like, a, you know, in, in past editions of the game, if you played a certain chapter or a certain fleet, high fleet or whatever it was, you wanted to, whatever your, your sub-faction rule was, you wanted to maximize that and play as much into that as possible. But it seems like a lot of the detachment rules for Tyranids and for space Marines in the, in the codex, they're not meant to be, you're not meant to build a list that use that has every unit benefiting from the detachment rule. It seems like a lot of lists you're, you, you might want to spend about half of your list leaning into your detachment rule and the other half focused on doing other things. Does that seem accurate? Um, it, I think it depends, and I think that mostly depends on the mission format and the mission criteria. So, for example, of course you want to lean into what your army does well. I mean, that just goes without right. saying. We want to make sure, as a Black Templars player, um, and I've, I've obviously just come back from LGT, the London Grand Tournament, uh, with the Black Templars, I can now use the Black Templars with any of these detachments. Um, I'd have to forego 
the crusade detachment but you know i could potentially pick up one of these others now what that does mean for me is i could find an even better combat orientated detachment um and i think often we want to look at detachments as opportunities we talk about this a lot on the academy as doing a swot analysis of your army list you want to look at the strengths you want to look at the weaknesses you want to look at the opportunities and the threats of your army so your army is going to be predominantly made up by one of a few things and you can sort of determine from the get-go what is your non-negotiable now my non-negotiable with my army is that i want to run some of the core characters from the black templars so for example grimaldus Helbrecht, the emperor's champion they are non-negotiables for me i also want to take at least 15 sword brethren they are a non-negotiable so that's my army okay we've got a bit of a chunk there which i'm dedicating to combat okay cool so now what i can do is look at the strengths of that is that i can get extra damage i get loads of attacks i can you know hit things really hard in combat with a variety of combat weapons okay cool well let's take a look at the weaknesses well the weaknesses i actually have to get to combat that's a problem so you know, their foot slogging, that can be a bit of an issue, so quite slow. Um, so what are some of the opportunities? Now, the opportunities is where these detachments, I think, can come in. Because in these detachments, you get stratagems, you get enhancements, and you get army rules. And that's where these opportunities can sprinkle in to help you circumnavigate some of the army weaknesses. And then, of course, there's threats, and they're always going to be out there anyway. And it's just to know what they are. So when you get to the table, you know what questions to ask your opponent for certain things like threat ranges or abilities that they might have that might you know still make you unstuck and there was nothing you could do about that from a list designs perspective so that's how we look at the SWOT analysis so when I'm talking about um, some of these detachments you need to look at them as how are they opportunities in your army or you might be like oh I love the name Vanguard I really want to take the Vanguard detachment that's a non-negotiable and then what you're going to do is take the best models that and the best units that fit the Vanguard detachment because you really like the Vanguard name. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know who'd be crazy enough to name a detachment Vanguard. But anyway. Yeah, that's weird. It's super weird, right? Really weird. Anyway, so yeah. the key is, what's your non-negotiable start there? Is it a model? Is it the play style? Um, and then we can start to build the army out from that. Okay. Cool. Well, so let's get into talking about that. Before we do that, obviously, we got to start for our first sponsor of the day, The Outpost. The Competitive 40K Podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in-store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables, and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in store. All right, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Give us a five-star review if you would be so kind. You can always uh, also follow Steve and I on Instagram. Uh, Steve's on there at, at the Vanguard Tactics. I'm on there at, at InfantryLawyer40K. Uh, and uh, with that, um, let's start talking about the detachments. Um, we're going to try to... we're. I don't know. We're, I don't, we're not going to talk points today because we don't have time for all that. And there's six detachments to cover. So I don't even know if we're going to be able to go through all the stratagems in there, but we'll, we'll, we'll try to get through as much as we can. 
Dave, we will. But first, we need to look at the army rule, Dave. Oath of moment. Oh yeah, that's right. There's there's a there's a change. I keep forgetting. Some people may not have have caught that on Warcom. So the change to oath of moment now is that you same as you did before. You pick a unit at the start of your command phase uh, until the start of your next command phase. That is the oath of moment. But now you only re-roll the hit roll, not the wound roll. You got that right. Not the wound roll, which does um take some of the power out of it, but I, but it certainly does not make it a, um, I, I wouldn't call it a, a useless army rule. Now I've, I've had a couple of practice games this week, uh, against, uh, a VT, uh, graduate Academy graduate and good friend of mine, Sam Rowland. And his, he's shown that the, uh, the army rule of both the moment, it still works just fine. It's good. And you, what we need to now do is look for other ways to get the rerolls back or to bring in the, uh, easier ways of wounding, such as plus ones to wound, lance, lethal, all those different, you know, twin linked, all these different rules that the army has access to anyway. So there's ways to work around it. It is a loss, don't get me wrong. Uh, reroll wounds is an incredibly powerful ability. Uh, so losing that, uh, players will have to circumnavigate. So the, the other thing, obviously, I want to mention before we get into this is that you'll notice that a lot of the units have changed. So there's no more Primaris Tech Marine. There's just a tech marine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that means that your old tech marine in their firstborn armor, you can still use them. Just make sure they're on the right size base and just use them as the tech marine. Same as you've got the Primaris tech marine used as the tech marine. Um, you know, scout bikes have gone. The old scouts are gone, but there's new scout models on the way. So, yeah, obviously your bikes have gone. You know, you've just got the outriders. So, it certainly is a more streamlined deck, but if you've got those old old models and you haven't got chance to replacing them yet, then of course just put them on the right size base and they'll be good to go and use them as whatever's most appropriate. Um, now, with all that being said and done, in the codex you still get your combat patrol, you still get crusade, but there are I think seven different detachments in here, so let's do it. Yeah, and the first one is obviously uh, the Gladius Task Force. Um, which is the exact same one that was in the uh, the Space Marine Index that came when the game first dropped. Uh, I don't think anything changed there, so I don't know that we need to spend a whole lot of time talking about it. No, so you still get your doctrines, um, but there is one change to this, and it's the enhancement called Bolter Discipline. It's now called Fire Discipline, um, and I think that was because probably people were using this on any other weapons than Bolters, um, so yeah, it's called fire discipline now, but it does exactly the same thing. It's still the most powerful, uh, or one of the most powerful enhancements in the book, uh, and probably the yes, the most powerful in this Gladius task force. You combine uh, this enhancement, which gives you sustained hits one when you're in the devastated doctrine, you get critical hits on fives. In in addition, um, and then you combine that with storm of fire for plus one AP and ignores cover when you're in the. Um, Devastated Doctrine, you get that plus one AP. And you put that with a unit of aggressors with the bolters, with the biologus, and so now you're getting critical hits of fives to hit and auto wounds uh, because you're getting sustained and lethal from the biologus and the stratagem or, and the enhancement with the extra AP. It's crazy good. Um, and if you're playing Gladius Task Force, you put six aggressors, the biologus, fire discipline, straight in your army list, straight in. That's your auto include. It's incredible. I was going to say, as, as you always say, straight in the basket. But I'm, I'm glad they changed the name because I, I, when I, I was, was putting it on a uh, apothecary leading a squad of 10 Hellblasters because, you know, 
sustained hits one on a bunch of Hellblasters is also really good, but it felt silly putting Bolter Discipline on Hellblasters. Now it's Fire Discipline. It makes a little more sense. Yeah. Other than that, that's, that's about it for, for Gladius. And Gladius is our most versatile detachment, so I think all these others now need to be compared against Gladius. Like, are they better than Gladius from a, um, I suppose, advantage or efficiency point of view? Gladius is great. It's tactical. It's flexible. You can do what you want. You can advance and charge, fall back and charge. You can advance and shoot. There's all these different variables. When you want it, you can have it. Uh, and that's the real benefit of it. They've got some really strong tactics. Uh, strong stratagems in there like squad tactics uh, armor contempt is one of the six stratagems that you're going to get in all the detachments and all the detachments are exactly the same there's four enhancements there's six stratagems in one detachment rule that you can get now remember you cannot include you know different detachments you can take one and that's it so you can't mix and match your whole army has to be from this one detachment and it has to fit within there just like we've seen with all the other indexes in Tyranid Codex, okay? Yep, nice and simple. Next up is the Anvil Siege Force. My favorite. Now, this is your stereotypical Imperial Fists. There's a, you know pictures of Imperial Fists here. I don't necessarily think it's the best way to run Fists, but it's certainly a way you could run Imperial Fists. Now, ranged uh, weapons get the heavy ability, so that means, obviously, if you stay still, you get plus one to hit. And if you've already got the heavy keyword and you remain stationary, you get plus one to wound. So yeah, you've lost out that reroll once to wound. Sorry, you reroll, you're you're losing rerolls to wound, but you can get plus one to wound instead um, with those ranged guns. And that's very, very strong. Yep. I like it. Um, I think that the 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 trick there is obviously when you're list building, you want to find as many things as possible that have that already have the heavy keyword. So that you can get that plus one to wound, which is going to really increase the efficiency of, of, you know, the guns that you're putting in there and your army as a whole. Because then when you're using your oath of moment, you may not have a, a wound reroll necessarily, obviously, there, but though there are ways to get that with your, in your list design. But having that plus one to wound is going to make a big difference, especially against, you know, since a lot of armies are playing large monsters or, or vehicles and stuff. So I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah, I think what you need is ideally that heavy keyword but they need to be durable enough to stay alive uh, and this is something that we cover yeah. on the masterclasses these little uh, combinations of things so for example you mentioned hell blasters earlier they have the heavy keyword you put them out in the open they're going to die very fast but if you put them in an impulsor and then what you do is you can move the impulsor up in you know like turn one get it in a really good firing lane um, and now you can use firing deck. So now mm. the impulsor is getting the benefits of the heavy keyword. It's getting plus one to hit and it, because it already has the heavy, it's now getting plus one to wound as well with use utilizing all of the hell blasters guns inside it. So that's a very strong mechanic. Yeah. Another thing you could do is bring in, um, a vehicle that's got a weapon on it. That's heavy and bring it in or, or a squad and bring them in with uh, rapid ingress on your opponent's turn, just bring them in in some place where they're going to have a good line of fire, but aren't necessarily going to get shot in your opponent's turn, bring them in now so that they're, they're lined up and your opponent hasn't account, hasn't accounted for that. And then on your turn, now you're already stationary and you're ready to, to go to guns. So yeah. I think there's, there's a lot more, a lot, a lot of people I've heard look at it and go, Oh, well, you know, it's antithetical to how you have to play 40 K because you want to be as mobile as possible. You got to move. And the last thing you want to do is remain stationary. 
yeah, and nobody's saying you have to keep your entire army stationary, but certain units you want to have, if you put them in good key firing positions behind cover, behind a building, but still with a line of sight, you can still benefit a lot from this detachment rule. So I like it. I just think it requires a lot of practice with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. You can straw man argument it and go, yeah, but you need to move. Well, of course you do. But um, if 50% of your firing force is staying still shooting, um, and then you've got some units that are shooting indirectly, such as Desolation Marines, which are, you know, in a position... Whirlwinds. Or whirlwinds, where they are... I was going to say with the Desolation Marines, they're ignoring the negatives for the indirect anyway, and then they're gaining plus one to hit, so now the Desolation Marines are hitting on twos. That's very strong for a unit that can shoot indirectly. Now, the other thing as well is if you've put around 50% of your force into shooting with the heavy, leaning into that, and then what you do is, you know, maybe 25% of your points for mission play, like scouts, assassins, infiltrators, and intercessors, and then you've got 25% of your force, maybe some combat to jump on an objective, kick your opponent off them that can just, you know, move with jump packs or terminators, then actually the force is going to work really, really well. So um, yeah, I think the army rule is okay. Is it the best? Probably not the best one in my opinion uh, out of all of them, but it's still pretty good. So yeah, nothing to be sniffed at. All right. You want to go through the enhancements? Yeah, I'll quickly whiz through these. We've basically got a two plus and back up for a Gravis model. We've got a captain that allows you to do like mortal wounds based like kind of like the old orbital bombardment. You've then got probably the best one called Stoic Defender. You and your unit have a six plus a feel no pain. And then also what you do is you half the objective control of models, uh, the characteristics of models in that unit as well. So um, again, I, th I think that's pretty good because that way then you're getting that 18% extra survivability from the feel no pain. And also those other units that might have like OC2, now you're halving that even when you're battle shocked rather than it coming to zero. Yep. Pretty good. And then the last ones, the last one gives you the ignores cover. That's it. Yes. You've like, ignores yeah. cover as well okay so then our six stratagems well five of them i'm going to talk about because we know one of them's already armor of contempt um this one is probably the best stratagem uh it's really unique it's called rigid discipline at the end of the fight phase for one cp you can get out of combat you can make a fallback move so this is amazing because this allows you to essentially not get bogged down so if you want to charge into an opponent's army maybe you don't quite kill it um, and you can then step back and set yourself up for an overwatch the next turn or in your opponent's turn maybe they've tried to tag you with just loads of bodies or maybe like a rhino that your unit's not just equipped to killing combat then what you can do is you can step back shoot and obviously charge something you can you're free to move it doesn't count as a fallback move it is literally the best type of um or the best time to make a fallback is in your opponent's turn and you're completely free to do whatever you want when it comes to your next movement phase so that's absolutely brilliant um you you can then um double the objective control of your unit that's really really good um it's absolutely fantastic to be able to swing an objective with that you've th you've then also got re-roll the wound roll against monsters and vehicles so again that kind of oath of moment now is just two cps it is a battle tactic as well so you're putting a captain in with your hell blasters they don't even need to worry about it they can use that stratagem for free um you've then got bolter drill um again really nice sustained hits one and if you remain stationary you get critical hits on five pluses so those desolation marines all of a sudden for one cp 
they're now going to be getting critical hits of fives, hitting on twos um, with sustained, which is a very strong little combo for a CP. Again, that's a battle tactic as well. So you could use that elsewhere um, on a, with a captain for free in addition. Um, we've then also got the Hail of Vengeance. Um, and basically what this allows you to do is if one of your models has been destroyed, you can essentially shoot back at them uh, for two CPs. Quite expensive, but powerful if your opponent is unaware of maybe what they've done. They've, they've just shot one Hellblaster away and now you're spending two CPs and you're shooting them back. It's a very strong mechanic. Yeah. I was going to ask you actually, if, because it says shoot as if it's in your shooting phase, it's not your turn. So you haven't technically moved. So you would count stationary, right? Correct. All right. So even, the, so even though you're shooting in your opponent's turn, doesn't matter what you did in your turn. You're now stationary in their turn. And so you get all your um, benefits of your uh, detachment rule. So, yep. Yep. Very cool. Heavy. No, it's, it's, it's brilliant. You could run 30, 30 hail blasters with this force, put some in impulses. Uh, you could put, so, you know, use that stratagem. Oh, great. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. All right. Next up is the Iron Storm Spearhead, also known as the Iron Hands Detachment, because there's Iron Hands on the picture right there. There is. But this might be my favorite detachment and potentially one that I'm going to be looking at running as a Black Templar, although you wouldn't think so. But again, we cover this all yeah. on the Masterclass and why. So the detachment rule you, is you, one... you ran this you ran uh, you ran your black templars with this detachment uh, on the stream game this week, right? I did, yeah. Test it out, yeah. Yeah. So once per phase, each of your units in your army can re-roll one hit roll, one wound roll, or one damage roll made for that unit. Now, the thing here, not to be confused, this is not re-roll a hit and a wound and a damage. This is the word or is really important here. You get to pick one of those three. Okay. Yep. It, but it's, it's very similar to the, um, um, the Tau Sept rule from ninth edition for those that remember that or played against it. Uh, there were, I think there Eldari had a rule um, last edition that had something similar to that too. So it's, it's not a new mechanic, but it is one that, you know, at first blush, you might go, Oh, it's only one role. Yeah, but if you if you're using it on every single unit in your army, gets one of the one reroll per turn for free. It's pretty strong. It's really good with units that have minimal amounts of shots, like your lancers that are only getting two shots, because now you're rerolling. Uh, well, the lancer in particular that already gets a reroll. Now it's got potential. If you roll really badly on those two first shots and you roll like double one, cool. Well. You can reroll one for your ability and reroll the other hit with this. So you're rerolling 100% of your shots. It's really, really good. Um, so anything with a low amount of volume of shots, this rule becomes very powerful, which lends itself to our vehicles because typically vehicles have, you know, they're big models, they've got big guns, and they've got less shots than, for example, a unit with lots of shots. Now, the enhancements here all lend themselves as well to mostly vehicles. So one of them, it's the best one, it's very expensive. Uh, target augury web which basically is an aura you put this on a tech marine within six inches vehicles get lethal this is so strong it's unbelievable uh, because remember the tech marine as well in your command phase can also give a vehicle plus one to hit so now your vehicles are hitting on twos and all your sixes are going to be lethal with an aura of that tech marine um, ironically again me and michael go over this we don't even think iron master pharos makes an iron hands list or an Ironstorm list, because I just don't think 
you're going to ever want to take him versus taking this enhancement on a normal tech marine. Um, you've got the Flesh's Weak, which is a four plus feel no pain. Again, not great uh, compared to the other three that you could take, but sure, if you've got the points for it, why not slap it on? Uh, then you've got another one here for a tech marine. This is again a very clutch uh, and situationally strong uh, enhancement. A tech marine model only. Again, I think you take it um, once per battle round. When a saving throw is failed for a friendly vehicle within six, you can change the damage characteristic to zero. Um, I really like this. I think this is absolutely fundamental to my Black Templars. Um, we'll go on to that in a lot more detail in another show. But then we've also got another enhancement, which is the Master Machine War. Um, this can go on any model. So I think a company, not a company, a lieutenant with combi weapon, this would be brilliant on. That kind of lone operative, nice big base. He can do little actions in cleanse objectives for you, deploy telebot homers, also while giving you this aura of fall back and shoot, advance and shoot within six of vehicles. Again, very strong. Yeah, that one, that last one in particular lends itself really well if you if you're playing a lot, of, you want to play a lot of dreadnoughts, so you can advance and shoot, fall back and shoot, and 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 just have one tech marine with it, or or one like you said, one lieutenant following along behind with lone operative, and you can stay right out there and open and make sure that that six inch aura hits multiple units. Yeah, and the other good thing about the uh, lieutenant as well um, is that he's going to give you the ability to reroll ones to wound on a certain objective. So again, he's adding a little bit more um, redundancy in as well. So anytime you're fighting over that objective, you're getting reroll ones to wound. So I think it's you know quite essential to the list that you put one in. Um, then we've got six stratagems. Again, one is armor of contempt. One of them is when in your command phase, when you're under starting strength, you can put this on your unit and this can go on any, you ignore all modifiers to characteristics. Again, this is so important for me as a Black Templars player, being able to ignore movement characteristics. Um, it helps my big brick of 20 get to where they need to be, and I don't need to worry about pesky basilisks or whatever else in the game. So this is a very strong mechanic, um, and I really like it. So next up is 1CP. This is probably the strongest one, I think. Um, I was torn between two, but this is probably the best one, I think, in the shooting phase. Or fight phase, again, good for my Templars. Sustained hits one, but if you are a vehicle, then you get critical hits of a five plus. Now, we already know that we're getting lethal, so now we're getting critical hits on fives. That means all of our shots from, let's say, our repulsor executioner uh, with its twin linked heavy bolter, its gun array, its um, massive plasma gun, or LAS destroyer. Um, and then also the rotary cannon as well. They're also going to be re-rolling all the hits because of Oath. Anything that's not a one, two, three, or four, you just pick up and re-roll it because you're probably hitting on twos because of a tech marine. And then every five and six is a lethal and a sustained hit. This is incredible stratagem. Um, and it is also a battle tactic, which means that if you had Rebute Gulliman in this list, you could use that on a second vehicle for free wow that's good very cool yeah so ultramarines ironically are one of the best ways to run iron storm iron storm ultramarines again these are some of the things that we're going to go over on the master class because i'm just giving you like little snippets but you can kind of see the the level of thinking that we've gone to is to understand all of the different combinations 
um, and synergies in the book and understanding where their, their strengths really lie. Okay. Then we've also got um, one that basically allows you to auto blow up your vehicles. You've got one here for your dreadnoughts that allows you to get um, increase your toughness, move, save, leadership, objective control, and your attacks all by one. This is amazing with, for example, Space Wolves, if you've taken a dreadnought list. Again, we're looking at different sort of play styles, different builds, and how they would be appropriate for you. Um, and then also the final one is power the machine spirit. If you take my vehicle below half strength and don't kill me, I can shoot you back. This is very good. Very cool. And I, I need to have to take a moment and and tell you, Steve, how proud I am of you that you actually acknowledge the vengeful animus strat that auto explodes vehicles because I know exactly how you feel about things that auto explode. Dave, if you can't beat them, join them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Next one up is the Firestorm Assault Force. The Salamanders are depicted on this one, and you will kind of hear that um, why they, they, uh, they lend themselves, at least thematically, to a Firestorm Assault Force, uh, because their detachment rule is called Close Range Eradication. Mm. And that's exactly what this detachment is going to help, is those units that have a shorter threat range. And the reason for that is because you gain assault on all of your ranged weapons, which means now those short range guns, you can move in advance and still shoot. Um, and when you're within 12 inches, you add a plus one strength to the characteristics of those ranged guns as well. Shame it wasn't in combat also, but anyway, that's what it is. So yeah. um, this means that your torrent weapons are going to be great. Your melter all of a sudden starts to get to a nice little... A tipping point of strength when you get that close, your las cannons start to really work well into those much more tougher vehicles. But also, strength four goes to strength five, meaning when you're wounding on fours uh, or toughness four, you're wounding on threes, not fours. And there's lots of these little kind of break points in strength where all of a sudden you become a lot more efficient uh, because of the extra strength, which is really nice. Then we've yeah. got um, an amazing enhancement, like I've just said, with the stratagem for the Iron Hands or Iron Storm. They can ignore modifiers for the Tacticus unit only. Okay, so put this on your guy and all of a sudden you're ignoring all modifiers. Really, really good. Um, now, this next one is adding three to the strength characteristics of your melee weapons. There's one that then allows you to change a hit or save throw to a six, not a wound. So if you've got things that do dev wounds, you can't use it for that. Um, and that can affect the unit, that change of a six. Um, and then also you've got basically minus one damage. And if it's a melt or a torrent, you change the damage to one. Not great um, because it is just the bearer. All right. It's not the unit. So it's probably one of the weaker ones out of them, but quite thematic for the army. So then we're, then our five strats, we've got, of course, our armor of contempt. The best one, I think me and Michael believe is the crucible of battle. One CP shooting or fight phase plus one to wound when you're targeting the closest eligible unit within six inches. Of course, this is always going to be in combat. You can't punch something that's six, in, you know, more than six inches away. Um, you've then got rapid embarkation. Okay. Now what this means is at the end of the fight phase, if you didn't disembark that turn with a unit and you're within six inches of a transport, you can actually fight and then jump back into your transport. This is very good. So um, it's a very sort of strong mechanic, I think, uh, especially for a combat army. You could see an argument here is to taking Black Templars in this detachment again to kind of 
keep some of those more combat units safe. All right. You've then got immolation protocol. This is a battle tactic. It is two CPs, but you put a captain in with a unit of 10 Infernus Marines and watch everything just melt and die. Especially if you've got Vulcan nearby, that's going to give you reroll wounds for your torrent um, because torrent weapons now get devastating wounds for two CPs. Yeah. And, and while two CP might be a little steep, you're not, you may not be able to do this every turn. The couple turns when you do do this is going to be awesome. But if it's a battle tactic and you've got a captain, you're doing it for free anyway. So that's not oh, bad. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's even better. Um, you've then got, for example, um, onslaught of fire in your shooting phase. Uh, basically your unit that is disembarked until the end of the phase. Every time you target the closest element, you need to get plus one to hit. Okay. And then you've got to take a battle shock check. And then also the final one is if you try and shoot the vehicle or transport, the unit that is inside can get out and then shoot you. Okay. This is not only great just for that aspect, but imagine just disembarking in your opponent's turn where you want all of a sudden, because you're not being destroyed, you can either get out at a point before it's destroyed by other guns, or you can get out at the point where you're not battle shocked either. Cause this is a disembark rather than a, my unit's been destroyed so it could flip objectives. It's a very little powerful mechanic. Um, and already there's three stratagems here that revolve around vehicles and transports. All of a sudden you start putting repulses in that start getting even more janky with the way that transports work. And you've got a very powerful, um, you know, vehicle based transport list. So those white scars players that have typically built armies with lots of impulses and repulsors and blade guard and those types of units are going to actually do really, really well with this detachment. Okay. So there's lots of versatility here. And again, it's about picking a play style you think is going to work best with the model collection that you own. The Competitive 40k podcast is supported by Colorforge. I found Colorforge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base colors, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. All right, next up, the Stormlands Task Force, which uh, has the white scars displayed, and a lot of the stuff you're going to hear um, has to do with mounted units. Yes, yeah, so um, any unit, any unit from your army can advance and charge and fall back and charge. So if you're a combat player, this is great. Regardless of whatever I now say, that detachment rule is mega strong. If you're a Blood Angel player, if you're a Space Wolf player, if you just like combat, advance and charge, fall back and charge is awesome. Um, it really, really is. So the enhancements, um, three of them, sorry, two of them are for mounted units. One of them is like uh, plus one strength and armor, uh, armor penetration. And then when you charge, it increases by two. You can then re-roll your advances or charges for any unit. Uh, you can shoot and fall back with any unit. That's quite nice. Again, you could just put this with a captain uh, into a unit that isn't mounted, so they can't be tagged because then they can just fall back and shoot all the time. That's probably a really good one called Faintful or Fainting Withdrawal. 
And then hunter's instincts, you can basically set up from strategic reserves as if it was a turn earlier. Um, it's okay. It's not amazing, but sure, why not put that on your chaplain on bike? Um, and if you do want to put that unit into strategic reserve, you can come on, obviously, as if it counts a turn earlier. Or you could end up in your opponent's deployment zone from turn two rather than three. Now, five strats to talk about. Um, the first one. In your shooting phase, you basically have the assault keyword. And if you already have the assault keyword, then you get sustained hits one. That is on any unit. Okay. So that is any unit. That's a very strong little uh, stratagem for both uh, assault and sustained. You then also get two CPs full throttle. You can auto advance six inches or um, nine inches. Okay. If you already have that ability. Um, now, the thing is, this can only be used though on mounted or vehicle unit, units, except for walkers. But Thunderwolf Cavalry, they're mounted. Ravenwing Black Knights, they're mounted. So yeah, if you want to play a Ravenwing force, this is probably the detachment for you. And if you're a Space Wolf player and you like Thunderwolf Cavalry, you want to be all over this detachment. Um, next one is one CP mounted unit. You gain Lance and you can reroll charges, um, which is again, pretty good because you can, you know, play this when you've come on from strategic reserve, you get your rerolls and then Lance as well. This one is amazing in your opponent's shooting phase. After they've selected the targets, you become minus one to hit and minus one to wound for your mounted or fly vehicles. So like your land speeders or your storm Raven which is minus one damage. And I believe is at a points drop as well. So um, as of recording this, Games Workshop sent us a new document for all the new points that are going to be released on the app soon. Um, and there's a lot of changes here and there to compensate for things like different data sheets changing or also the loss of over moment. Cool. And then you got one last, uh, in, uh, one last strat called Windswift Evasion. Yes, this is absolutely broken this is squad tactics but just a flat six inches of course this isn't as good as obviously Eldari phantasm but it's pretty much as good when an enemy unit gets within nine inches you just with any of your units move six inches away and it's a normal move and it doesn't stipulate that you cannot embark in a transport so this is, my friends, a very, very strong stratagem, especially when you combine this with things like that have lone operatives. So um, let's say I was a Raven Guard player and I took Shrike. That gives my unit lone operative. If you come near me, I'm just going to move six inches away and the likelihood is I'm either behind terrain or I'm outside of 12 inches so you can't shoot me. I've also made your charge range six inches longer. This is just a horrendous stratagem. Um, that I know I would be using every single turn with majority of my units. It's crazy. Very cool. Uh, and then the, uh, the next attachment we've got is uh, for those people who love space marines but also love ninjas, the Vanguard Spearhead and their detachment rule, Shadow Masters. Terrible name though, Vanguard, right? Terrible oh, name. Oh, it's awful. Who would use that? Yeah. Who would think of that name? Anyway. I mean, there's two codexes in a row now that they've used that word too. I know. God. 
Yeah, they must really like that word. I think we need to talk to somebody about trademark infringement too. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? So anyway, the Vanguard Spearhead. So each time a ranged attack targets a uh, unit from your army, like when you're over 12 inches away, you are minus one to hit and you get the benefits of cover. For your entire army gets stealth. So that's, that's, and benefits of cover anywhere they go. So that's really good. Ironically, this is actually amazing with vehicle spam because now your entire army is pop smoke constantly. Just all your land raiders, they've just pop smoked. And it's great with your dreadnoughts because they can't normally do that. Now they can. Also, dreadnoughts normally have a two plus save when you've got a two plus save and you've got the benefits of cover and you've also got the ability to armor of contempt. This is ironically a really ridiculously good vehicle build detachment because of it. That's it's so ironic that that, you know, you expect vehicles to be Iron Storm, but no, it's Vanguard is better. And you expect other things to be Iron Storm, but, you know, maybe Black Templars are better as Iron Storm. So I love the fact that you can you can pick these detachments and it doesn't matter what your army is painted like. You can play it how you want to play it. Yeah, you can just have fun with it. Um, and this is kind of why me and Michael decided to put the Masterclass series together was to really help people get just a much better understanding of what to do um, and help them feel like they're not forced down a particular road because we want to get people excited about these different detachments and to what they can do. Now, I'm going to say the next enhancement uh, and I'm going to preface this with please wargame responsibly, okay? (laughs) The enhancement is called the Blade Driven Deep and this gives any infantry unit the infiltrator's ability, which if you're not aware, allows you in the deployment step to deploy nine inches away from your opponent's deployment zone. If you put this on a, I don't know, Terminator captain or Terminator chaplain or a Terminator ancient librarian and yeah, or one of those. And you put this with 10 dark angels, <laughs> I can't even say the it. Deathwing Terminators. If you put this on ten Deathwing Terminators, then you're a jerk. Sure, we can go with a jerk. That's a word you could use to describe it. Um, <laughs> sure, this is the competitive 40k podcast, but don't do it. Nobody wants ten Deathwing Terminators in their face turn one. They're a ridiculously stupid unit, having minus one damage built in anyway. Um, with four wounds, don't do it. You won't have any friends. And also, it's extremely boring. Like, it's, it's an absolutely no skill. I'll have all the crutches, please. Thank you very much. Oh, I infiltrate my Terminators. I moved them forward. I declared a charge. Oh, look, I made it. That game was over quickly. It's not good, guys. Don't do it, please. War game responsibly. Yeah. I want a shirt which says Wargame Responsibly. Be a great opponent. <laughs> yeah. I'll get one for you before, uh, before you show up to Atlanta. Yes. Yes. Because I am coming to Atlanta now because I got a golden ticket to the World Finals. Yep. Anyway, more on yep. that later. So the next is called Ghost Weave Cloak. This allows you to give one of your units lone operative and stealth. This is brilliant on a captain, a Phobos captain, because then he becomes basically like the lieutenant that we know and love. Um, However, he gets the ability to redeploy three units after you've determined who is rolled off. 
Um, so again, a very real strong mechanic with the Phobos captain. Um, you've then also got a Phobos unit um, in your shooting phase. You can basically shoot and move. It's okay. Not brilliant, but sure, why not if you had the points? Shadow War veteran, Phobos model only once per battle after you've used a strat. You can pick that stratagem and it's going to cost them more. So like a, a Vect, as we know. Yep. Which, I mean, that's that's great. I mean, everybody's taking Calidus Assassins for that. So why wouldn't you just take it as a cheap enhancement? It's really good. It's like, yeah, there's three great enhancements there. One of them is just ludicrously strong. Um, and that one's also very, very good as well. So next up for the stratagems, we've got uh, basically sticky objectives. And not only that, you can actually plant some bombs on it. So if they, if your opponent moves, fullbacks, charges, they take mortal wounds on a two plus. You've got armor of contempt, which, as I've already said, is ironically one of the best stratagems for this attachment in combination with the benefits of cover and stealth. Uh, you've then also got surgical strikes. This is a battle tactic, gives all of your infantry unit precision, so you can just knock out those characters really easily. You've got um, strike from the shadows in your shooting phase if you're over 12 inches away and again this is why it works really really well with vehicle build army uh, you get plus one ap and also plus one ballistic skill so if you've got double tech marine in your list you could have two repulsors or two lancers with like plus one to hit uh, but then the in, in, you know, like your gladiators they could be hitting on twos you could have three gladiator reapers two of them are hitting on twos and then you use this on the other one that gets an extra ap and then also um, that plus one to hit as well. It's very good. So the next stratagem is calculated feint. Any of your infantry units in the charge phase can basically move D6 inches, either away or towards your opponent. Or if it's a Phobos or Scout, you can just move a flat six. So again, pretty good. Because what I love about this, Dave, is that you can use this if you know your opponents can do a multi-charge. And then you can use this stratagem with a Scout or a Phobos unit to just move forward and move block your opponent from actually charging the thing they actually want to charge. Yeah, very cool. I, I like the. I, I just love the timing of it that you wait until your opponent has declared a charge. You, you get to wait right up until that last second, and then oh, you're charging this, or I'm a I'm a fall back, or I'm going to move sideways. So you're going to fail your charge. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And maybe even move on to an objective or something. Yeah, I think it's great. There's there's a lot of jank there that you could, but it's not cheesy jank. It's 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 fun, reasonable jank that that. Uh, I just, I think it's great. Yeah, I don't as a combat player. I absolutely hate it. But anyway, um, then we've got <laughs> guerrilla. We've got guerrilla tactics at the end of your opponent's fight phase, up to two Phobos or scout units. And this is weird because scouts already do this, but it's the distance is slightly changed because uh, you can't use this if you're uh, if you're basically within three inches of an enemy model. But um, scouts can do this if they're over six inches away from the enemy model. You can go in back into strategic reserves, or you can pick just one Adeptus Astartes infantry unit. This is amazing with any unit that has deep strike. So, for example, Vanguard Vets, your assault marines, you can, you know, um, rapid ingress, kill a unit somewhere. Maybe you're out of position now cool go back up into the sky come back down next turn it's such a strong ability for especially blood angel players so if you really wanted to make sanguinary guard work this is the detachment for them for me because you've got really cool maneuverability with guerrilla tactics you can have an infiltrating unit of sanguinary guard to actually help them make combat you're also minus one to hit which is kind of cool like sanguinary guard should be because they're minus one to hit in, uh, or they used to be minus one to hit in combat 
Um, Dante was always minus one to hit anyway. And then also they've getting cover with a two plus save and armor contempt. It actually makes them pretty survivable. So 30 Sangard works in this attachment. Again, weird how it all kind of pans out, right? Yeah, very. Uh, and if you are the person who plays 10 uh, Deathwing Terminators with the uh, uh, blade-driven deep enhancement, and you can then use this guerrilla tactic, so say you've slaughtered one half of your opponent's deployment zone in, in turn one, you can just redeploy to the other side of the deployment zone next turn. Yeah, Dave, we're not going to talk about those people, though, are we? Yeah. Because nobody... Nope, nobody we're not. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Nobody listening to the show do would it. do that. Because I will find you. All right. Oh, we will. And we will take your dice away. We will, we will toilet dice you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write you a stern letter or something. That's right. Mm, it gets serious. We will eviscerate you in fiction. Mm. Uh, all right. So first company task force is the last attachment for us to get to. And this is the weirdest one, I think. Oh, interesting. You say that, Dave. Why weird? I think it's, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's awkward because uh, as you guys will hear, everything, uh, the enhancements and strats all lean very much into veterans. So Terminators, Blade Guard veterans, Stern Guard veterans, and Vanguard veterans are, are yeah. what most of these things play into. So um, I do think that, that this is a detachment. If you do want to be a, a genuine, honest, and decent Deathwing player, this is the detachment for you because you can play your, your Terminators and, your, uh, and Blade Guard and things like that very reasonably and this is the detachment that's designed for that um agree but yeah i just i i'm i'm my i think the challenge and i'm I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on this um the problem is is that playing with all of those units leaves you playing a lot of very expensive units and so you're going to be very doing a very elite um list design okay so i agree with you i'd love your dark angel players to use this instead of the other ones uh for sure because their detachment rule allows you when you pick the oath of moment target once per battle you also re-roll the wound roll so it's kind of like you're getting your re-roll wounds back but it's once per battle now the enhancements one of them imperium sword this can go on any model and this is why i think it's really versatile plus one attack to you and then once per battle plus one attack to your unit so i could put this on my unit of 20 crusaders and now they go from five attacks, Dave, to six attacks, Dave. So I'm not just getting 100 attacks. We're getting 120 attacks. You know, there's some really <laughs> cool. I mean, I've never needed 120 attacks, but sure, why not? It's sure, why not? versatile. It really is. It's a great enhancement. Uh, Fear may manifest. This is an aura. Again, this is a sleeper enhancement. Let me read this out to you. Any model. While an enemy unit, excluding monster vehicles, is within six of the bearer, each time your unit fails a battle shock test, one or more models is destroyed, okay? Chosen by the controlling player. Now, once per battle, though, when such an enemy unit fails a battle shock test, you can choose to four D3 models in that unit to be destroyed in this way instead, okay? So here's what is incredible combined with this Dante. Finally, Dante has a detachment to go in because he causes battle shocks in the charge phase and with a leadership debuff. Okay. I didn't think you were going to say Reavers and a Reaver Lieutenant, so I was waiting to hear what you were going to suggest. Oh, let's not get ridiculous. Let's actually pick a good model, right? Um, but Dante is good with Vanguard Vets. And you put this 
enhancement on the sanguinary priest with jump pack that goes with the vanguard vets and also dante this is a winning combo if you're a blood angel player it's so good okay because you charge you make loads of units take battle shocks you tr- you know let's say the first unit fails its battle shock cool i'm gonna use my once per game ability remove d3 models from that unit remove d3 models from that unit and everything else that fails a battle shock check it's brilliant it's really really good and now you might even trigger those to be below starting st- or below half strength. And again, you're in a position where in your opponent's next command phase, they now need to start taking battle shock checks again and they'll lose more models from them. So it's a cool little sleeper enhancement. Uh, next up is Rites of War. Uh, you improve the OC by one. And then once per battle, you get to improve the OC of all the models in your unit. It's, again, it's good. And then Iron Resolve. This is stupid good, especially with those Dark Angel Terminators. That we spoke about earlier that we that yeah. we hate um yeah you get a five plus feel no pain then once per battle on your terminator um and i should say the previous rights of war is also on a terminator unit this one allows you to get a five plus feel no pain for your entire unit so now those deathwing knights are minus one damage and four wounds and they're getting a five plus feel no pain that then just they're just not gonna die they're really not gonna yeah. die at all no yeah, my the only problem with that one is is that that the the five up feel no pain most of the game is only on the character, which usually speaking, a Terminator character is going to be in a big brick of Terminator, so he's not going to need a feel no pain until very maybe late in the game. But the cool thing is, but the the once per battle five up feel no pain is strong, very strong. Well, let's be real, right? If you if you've ever watched that unit play, I if I'm a combat army. I'm teeing up my unit to come and charge you, right? And you're like, oh, right. I, w- I wonder when I'm going to use the five plus feel no pain. Probably when that unit of six, eight bound are about to charge me. Or, um, oh, the, the 20 Bricker Crusaders are probably going to charge me now because they've just moved, advanced, and got within a few inches of me. I think I'll put it now. Or this is the one turn I expose myself on the middle objective because turn one I was hidden, turn two I staged, turn three I'm now out in the open and my opponent's going to shoot me. Now might be the good time to use that 5 plus no pain. Like it doesn't take a rocket science just to get the best of the best of that one, right? It's right. really no, good. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. It just makes that unit yeah, it makes it good. <laughs> Real good. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, absolutely. Um, so next up is Armor of Contempt Stratagem. You've got Heroes of the Chapter. This is really nice. Now, this one and the next three that I'll read out are all only used on Terminators, Blade Guard, Stern Guard, and Vanguard Vets. Like Armor Contempt is on anyone, but this one and the next three are also just on those units. Uh, this is a battle tactic. When you're below half strength, you can get plus one to hit. Okay, um, and if your unit is below start uh, half strength, sorry, if you're below starting strength, you get plus one to hit. If you're below Half strength, you get plus one to wound. Really good. Um, you've then got uh, terrifying proficiencies in your opponent's next command phase. Um, you had to destroy one of those units. So like I said, if those Vanguard Vets with Dante kill something, then in your opponent's next command phase, each enemy unit within six must take a Battleshock check. And if it's below its half strength, you subtract one from that test as well. Now, again, this is really, really crucial when you've kind of combined that with that enhancement, it's a, it's a wombo combo of dreams going on for battle shocks. Um, duty and honor is the next one. You can stick in objectives so it remains under your control. 
And also then the final one, which is Legendary Fortitude. This is a battle tactic, unfortunately, and I'll get onto the why in a moment. But this allows you to make your unit in your charge phase minus one damage. So when you're getting into the next combat, your unit's minus one damage. But this is a battle tactic. So you can have one unit of Terminators do it for minus one damage. You could have your Deathwing Terminators already with minus one damage. And then another unit gets charged, you can go, cool, well, I've got a captain in this unit, so I'll just do this one again and for free. So now you've got three units with minus one damage. But if you're an Ultramarine player, Dave, and you've got Rebute Gulliman, and you've also got Ural Ventress in your army, and you've got a captain, for a measly two CPs a turn, you can have four units a turn with minus one damage. That's gross. That is gross. For just two CPs a turn. That's, that's just units. downright offensive. So you said earlier, oh, you know, you only get these kind of bricks. Well, those bricks are pretty durable when one's got a five plus four no pain, one's creating battle shocks, and all four of them have got a five, five plus four, um, minus one damage, sorry. Pretty gross. Pretty gross, Dave, yep. if you're an Ultramarine yep. player. Yeah. Yep. And then there's one more, one more strat you skipped over, Orbital Teleportarium. Uh, yes. Uh, end of the fight phase, your Terminator unit can go back in strategic reserves. And Deep Strike again next turn. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. The, now, I got a question. The terrifying proficiency minus one penalty to um, the, the, the test, does that stack with Dante's minus one? I'd have to check, but probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it doesn't say anything on here about you, you and, and I've never read a rule that you, you know, it's not like hit rolls and wound rolls that are limited to, uh, to, to penalty. You know, it can only be modified up or down by one. So, just be interested to find out if that if that stacks, because if it could stack, now you're really talking about something that's yeah. That there's a wombo combo, as you say. Yeah, um, a mega so wombo not, combo, if you were. No, it's only at the start of the fights to phase each enemy unit within sixes model must take a battle shock check, subtracting one from the test when they do. So that's not going to work because Dante would only work in the fight phase, not in your opponent's command phase. Uh. Oh, Dante's ability only works in the command phase? Because uh, it says, no, Dante's ability says at the start of the fight phase, comma. Well, yeah, Terrifying Proficiency says it's played during the fight phase. But I, I believe that they actually take the Battleshock check in their next command phase. Oh, yeah, in your opponent's next command phase, each enemy unit within six takes a Battleshock test. Okay. You play, yeah. That's weird that you play it in the fight phase, but it doesn't take effect till the next command phase. It's because you have to kill a unit. Yeah. You have to kill okay. a unit. Yeah, so when sense. you kill the unit in the chart in the combat phase, you then can trigger it. Okay. But Dave, right. we so, did that pretty, pretty proficiently. I think that's like an hour. We did. Yeah, we did that in just over an hour. We we knocked all that out. That's pretty good. So yeah, all right, really here we go good. home now. Bye. Well done. That, that that's your review done. Um, so look, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, there really is. Like a lot of the unit data sheets have remained largely the same couple of slight changes here and there for example terminators have lost the ability to ignore their um characteristic modifiers they've lost that part they just get the plus one to hit against the oath target aggressors now though they actually hit on threes in combat rather than fours um and most of the other units have largely remained the same now desolation marines in the book says five to ten but in the balanced data slate it will remain or I believe it will remain five, so I can't see Games Workshop kind of doing a U-turn on that as they brought that in before this came out. Uh, that would seem really counterintuitive. 
So let's continually play Desolation Marines with five-man units. Um, again, some of the points have changed. That will be updated in the app. So although there are points in this codex, don't use it. Use the points from the app. Okay. Yeah. And don't complain that the book is that that the book you just bought is useless, blah, 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 blah. Especially when we've all been complaining for a very long time that Games Workshop needed to update PDFs and provide things online for us to do that. So your codex is a starting point. Let's be very happy that they have updated the the points not once but twice for Space Marines and, and once for everybody else in the last month. So uh, let's quit the complaining. I've, I've seen a lot of it online lately. I think they have to put points in here because um, not everybody is going to have access to the internet. Um, so you, at least you can buy the book and play a game like you absolutely can. Right. But um, for those people that, I mean, let's be honest, if you're already listening to this podcast, you're already probably at the level where you're keeping up to date with uh, Warcom's latest news or we're talking about it. So you're keeping up with it. So if you want to remain at a point where you are playing in a balanced and fair way, use the balanced data slate and the points. Okay. Uh, if you just want to have a local friendly game with a friend, sure. Use the points in the book. They'll be largely cool. You know, it's not going to break it. It's not going to break the game if you use the points in here, but um, it's just going to be constantly updated using the app. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, or, or just going on a work and downloading the PDFs. So um, yeah. if you don't want to pay for the app, either way, the, the stuff's getting updated, uh, you know, constantly and, and consistently regularly. So I think that's a, it's a great time to be playing 40 K because, you know, for years on end, we were, you know, you, if your codex came out and you didn't like something, it didn't get fixed for a very long time. So, Let's be grateful. All right. So with that, I would, normally I would say, you know, what do you think are the, the, the major winners or losers unit wise? But um, let's just talk about the, the one new unit in the book, um, the Assault Intercessors with Jump Packs. The models are stunning. Love them. They are. And their um, rule has changed. So they've basically replaced Assault Marines. Now, unfortunately, you don't get the Eviscerators anymore and you don't get the special weapons, so which is a bit of a loss. The points of this unit is significantly cheaper. I think it's 180 for 10 rather than 230 like it used to be off the top of my head. Now, their ability, though, has largely remained the same. Assault Marines before could charge you, and then when they ended a charge move, you counted how many models that were in your unit, and you rolled a dice for each one. On a 4+, plus, you took a mortal wound. That's been nerfed slightly now. You now will only roll a dice for each model in engagement range. And as you know, if you've ever tried to use 10 Assault Marines on 32 mil bases, it's quite difficult to get all 10 or maybe more models uh, if you've got characters in there to actually uh, hit a unit to get all of them in engagement range of that inch. Because obviously some models have to base, uh, you know, you have to base to base, right? When you can. So that yeah. also blocks out other models' movements. Now, it is largely toned down, but still could be quite powerful. There's less of the damage too. Only one model can take a, a special weapon. Um, the interesting thing for me now, though, is that, uh, and I'm not sure, I hope this happens, I really, really do, but there's going to be a lot of units in this book because of some of the data sheets have lost certain names, certain characters are going to be really, really restricted as to what they can join because Dante, for example, um, he could join Assault Marines and it says he can join Assault Marines on his data sheet, okay? But of course... They're not assault marines. They're assault intercessors with jump packs. So he can't join that new unit as it stands. Yet. 
so I'd love that to be cleared up. I really would. That's kind of like one wish for me. Games Workshop is just it was just to like bring out. But I don't know how they would do it. Maybe just update the app or something with like the the units they can join or a PDF with little noticeable changes of who can join what now because obviously a lot of the units names have changed. A lot of the you know um, firstborn units have died or gone into legends or wherever they've gone. I don't know. But some of those other characters that are still in this book, um, they've lost units that they can join. So, um, yeah, right. I'd hopefully that gets yeah. updated. Yeah. And now for a word from our sponsor, C Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, C Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship. Um, any final notes you want to uh, you want to shout out before uh, we get out of here? No, I just want to say everybody a massive, massive thank you that came to the Vanguard Tactics Workshop at the LGT. It was awesome. It was great to see so many people. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, we had loads of people just come to the workshop that weren't even playing in the event. They just wanted to come to the workshop. So that was awesome. So thank you so much to everybody at the LGT that came over, said they loved the podcast. Yes, Dave, they don't even mind you. I know it's weird. People, we think they hate wow. you, but... I know. Turns out they don't. They don't actually mind the American guy. Apparently, um, yeah. That's weird. It is weird. I know. Huh. Yeah, learn something new every day. But yeah, it was great to meet everybody. So thanks so much. And if you're again, thank you to Games Workshop for sending us this preview copy. And it's a great time to play Space Marines. It is a great time to play Space Marines. There's a lot of different interesting ways to play them now, and I think everybody needs to check it out and uh, get a copy of the Codex if you play Space Marines and. You know, play, try all the different detachments, at least for a game or two. You know, don't change your list. Just play what you got and see or, or tweak it a little bit to, to fit the detachment and just see how you like it. Just give everything a, a try before you decide that oh, just just this one thing that I saw on the Internet is what everybody's playing. Don't do that. Try everything. One last thing before we sign off. If you want to check out the Vanguard Tactics Masterclass on Space Marines, then all you need to do is head over to www.vanguardtactics.com and check out the Masterclass series and you'll be able to see the Tyranid one we did and also get your hands on the Space Marine one. We're going to be doing these for all the different codexes that come out. So if you want to learn how to play the faction and most importantly, how to beat it, because we're going to go over all the little hints and tricks that you're going to need to know about in order to, to counter these armies. So these masterclasses aren't just for those players that are playing the faction. They're also going to be immensely informative for the wider player base. You've got a really good understanding of how they actually work and what you can expect when you face them. So if you want to check those out, check out the website and we'll see you on the masterclass soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us your time and your attention. Uh, I'm hoping uh, sometime next week, Steve and I can sit down and uh, do a recap of LGT and, and talk about his Black Templars list, how it works, why it works, uh, and uh, you know, and then we'll get back into, into talking about some more of the uh, the indexes we haven't touched yet. So, uh, lots of good information to come, guys. Until then, this is Dave Colmel for Stephen Box and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, "Here's to JJ and all the pieces of him we couldn't find." Have a great day, everyone. See you later. <laughs>